Welcome to Fran Path Consulting Podcast. I'm Sam Schweitzer. And I'm Brittany Bodie. And together we are Fran Path Consulting. Hey, Jamie. How are you today? Hey, Brittany. I'm doing great. How about yourself? I am doing well. I am super excited for this episode. Normally, we kick off every podcast with Sam going, hey, Brittany Bodie," but it's nice to be able to kick it off today and say, hey, Jamie. So we've had you on a podcast episode before. We've talked about the fact that you've joined our team. You joined our team last year, and we're really excited that you're going to be kind of co-hosting a lot of our episodes moving forward. So welcome back to the podcast, and thanks for joining me. Thanks. It's been a blast and and changing people's lives. It's been rewarding. It's 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 beyond rewarding and fun. And I look forward to being part of the podcast too going forward. Yeah, we're so excited to have you and your clients are loving the conversation. You just bring a lot of genuine real-world experience about what it's like to go through the process as a potential franchisee and then be a franchisee. So, you know, you are a multi-unit, multi-brand franchisee. Why don't you catch our listeners up about what you've got going on right now? Because you have a lot of exciting things in the works. Yeah. And I always appreciate the support from you and Sam also along the way in, in coaching and and just collaborating. And that's part of the value of franchising is you always have somebody to reach out to that's in the same fishbowl as you are, that's in the same aquarium per se, that is advocating for you, not competing and just just there for you. But we're um, my wife and I right now are in the process of opening up an LE mental health. Uh, so we have a couple units of LE, but we're uh, launching it right now. We just opened uh, last week for virtual clients. So that was very exciting. We have, we're staffing up right now. Construction is almost done. The furniture is sitting in the warehouse. Uh, things are really coming together and the excitement is very, very high. It's It's fun. You and I were on a, a Zoom, like a team meeting, and you were in a coffee shop because you're running from one thing to the other, which is all, also amazing about being a business owner, right? That we've, we have this level of flexibility to pivot and be a bunch of places as we need to. Um, but you went outside from the coffee shop and showed me your building. And it's a beautiful building in what seems to be a great location. And sounds like you have a lot of things in place um, already and are continuing to build things out. How's it been? You know, it's not your first rodeo in the franchise game, but it's different for you this time around because you have a brick and mortar build out. So how has that process been? With identifying real estate and the build out, is you know Ellie giving you some good support there? It's been fun. I mean, every day hasn't been perfect. There's been stresses. There's been uh, decisions that have to be made along the way. But ultimately, we made a conscious decision to do it right or don't do it at all. So we went after a premier location in uh, my hometown here in a brand new building right in the heart of town that is not only a client experience, but is going to be optimal for our staff and who we're hiring and bringing on. It's It's been great. Ellie and the, on the Repham side helped us with the real estate. They helped us with the construction build out, getting our contractor lined out, going through the bids, um, just all things that you kind of take for granted as a consumer when you go into a business. And in the franchise side, you have all this support behind the scenes to help us. So now we're pivoting from one stage to a next as we're developing and, and getting ready to open. So we're now we're working on our go-to-market strategy and and one of the representatives comes out with us and we, we call it spreading glitter. So we go to all of the potential providers 
that are going to be referrals for us. Um, we go to uh, the local nonprofits that need our service and helping with recruiting and getting our insurance, our payers, uh, all that squared away. That's no small task, by the way, but it's coming together and it's, 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 uh, it's, it's exciting. But the support is, is essential. That's, that's the name of the game in franchising. It is. Well, we're so excited for you. And, and I think you bring up a good point, which really leads us to our guest today, because one of the things we're asked about in franchising is, you know, what is the value? And I think the number one thing that I say to people about the value in a franchise system is the people. And I mean that in a couple of components. Of course, people, meaning the fellow franchisees and the relationships you built there, but the support and the relationship with the franchisor and the leadership team. So I think that should take us into our guest today. So Jamie, I'll let you introduce her. Yeah, we'd like to welcome Gretchen Doyle, who's the Vice President of Operations for Everline Coding, a wonderful franchise. Welcome, Gretchen. Thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me, Jamie. I'm happy to be here. We are so excited to have you here today. So Gretchen, I've known you for several years now from a previous step in my career in franchising, and you have such a strong reputation from the franchisees of just really caring about franchisees and supporting them well. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your background in franchising? Sure, absolutely. So my initial background had nothing to do with franchising. It's kind of funny how I got there. My background was actually healthcare. Uh, my major in college was nursing. And uh, I actually did debate as one of my electives. And I think that's actually helped me quite a bit with franchising. Um, but it was my background was healthcare and went into management and eventually human resources. Uh, I left my human resource job and I was kind of looking for somewhere to land, just something kind of simple and easy. And a friend of mine had reached out and said, hey, I have this easy work from home position for a company called Smash My Trash. And I'd never heard of it. Smash was not franchising at the time. They were just running like a corporate operation um, based out of Texas. And so I did that from home, uh, started off kind of just answering the phones, customer service. And then I went into doing the sales proposals. Um, I did a lot of this stuff with... Um, creating routes for the various operations that we had going as well. And then just kind of began to grow and know the business. And then they started franchising. And it made sense from everything that I had been doing behind the scenes for me to kind of go into the onboarding role with Smash. Um, and I did that for a long time. We finally got that more automated. And I moved over to Director of Corporate Operations. And I did that for a while. Then they created a new position for engagement and compliance. So I got to work in a lot of different roles in helping franchisees kind of build their business, um, helping them get things up and running, that sort of thing. So that's where I left with Smash. Uh, I branched out on my own and I did consulting for about a year. And Everline Codings and Services was actually one of my clients. And I saw the trajectory that they had going and it reminded me so much of Smash. Um, they were one of three clients that I had at the time. And when they reached out and offered me a full-time job, I was thrilled and I jumped at the opportunity. So that's where I'm at now. Congrats on that, Gretchen. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Course, thank you personally for your help when, when I was getting launched. And that's where you and I met. Um, you Absolutely. A lot of help and, and uh, I'll always be grateful for it. Your experience has led you through 
obviously hundreds of individual franchisees through the franchisors you've worked for. And as you've onboarded these people and supported them, what qualities do you see that uh, indicate a good franchisee? Oh, that's a good question, Jamie. Um, so I think first and foremost is a passion for being an entrepreneur because you really are an entrepreneur when you're purchasing a franchise. So you have to have that drive and that self-motivation to really get your business going off the ground. Um, and then understanding that it doesn't happen overnight. Like you have to give yourself some grace when you're opening a business. You have to understand you're not going to learn the systems within a week. You're not going to get all of your funding finalized within that first week, especially if you're SBA. Uh, all of these things have to happen throughout the onboarding process. And a good franchisor will take you through those steps, but they do take time. So you've got to give yourself a little bit of grace there. Um, and then the ability to listen. So franchisors, a good franchisor has a lot of experience in what it is that they do. And this relationship has to be one that's really built on trust. So I never recommend buying a franchise that you don't just trust. Um, I think that's a huge part of what really sets the tone for that, that franchisor franchisee relationship. So in Everline's case, we've been doing this for over a decade. We've been operating um, based out of Canada. So there's a ton of experience that's been there. And we've made the mistakes and we've set fail safes in place to keep our franchisees from making those mistakes. So sometimes there's a hard conversation that has to be had when you have a franchisee who doesn't necessarily see the long view and they're coming in, um, they're trying to find their footing, and it can be really scary for them, especially if this is their first time owning a business. And so having that trust is imperative. And then uh, listening to the franchisor, not because they're smarter or because they think they're better than you, but because they have the experience. And you have to understand as a franchisee that your success is the franchisor's success. So a good franchisor has nothing but your best interest in mind because that also makes them successful. And that's one of the great things about franchising is that the success of each is built upon every individual franchisee and the franchisor. So it is in my best interest as corporate to make sure that you have everything that you need to be successful. I'm not going to put a system in front of you that I don't think is the best for operating what it is that you need to operate. I'm not going to offer a vendor that I don't think can handle your needs. Um, we vetted these people, we vetted these processes, and it's not to say that we won't find something better down the road, we're always looking. But your focus as a franchisee needs to remain on getting open and operational and not getting stuck on those small trivial things. One of the best pieces of advice I ever heard from anybody um, when it comes to business is don't step over dollars to pick up pennies. And that is so true in franchising. We have um, a lot of brand new business owners that come into franchising. And it can be really scary, especially if you're putting it all on the line in the beginning, like you've saved and this is your life savings. This is a huge amount of money. You never thought you'd have this dream. And it is a dream for a lot of these people to, to own and operate their own business. And so we try to honor that um, by making sure that the systems that we have provide a good value. That doesn't always mean they're going to be the cheapest, but we try to keep in mind the value that it's offering. And value is not necessarily something that is attached to, it, it has two parts. It has, it has the price and then it has the offering of what it can do for you and your business. So one of the 
common issues that we have with new business owners who are just starting the onboarding process is they get that first tech fee or they get the startup fees and they start to panic. And they go through this whole process of, you know, well, I don't like your marketing program. I want to try this marketing program. But there are so many things that marketing program does for the brand as a whole. And so getting the franchisor's focus off of that by having to deal with the little little things that get brought up, um, uh, it it kind of defeats the purpose of everybody's focus being on getting you open and operational and successful. So trust the process, trust the systems, trust the franchisor. It all has to be based on trust. I like that you circle it all back to trust because we have a a company that we work with a lot that we really enjoy working with and their core values are trust, like, and respect. And that is forever ingrained in my brain. And I think trust is so important Um, because the thing is you're going to be signing a franchise agreement that typically is a 10-year franchise agreement. And let's face it, that's longer than so many marriages. So you have to be able to really trust and respect that have that mutual trust and respect. You gave a lot of great examples of, you know, what it makes for not only a good franchisee, but a good franchisor. So I want to walk to somebody signs a franchise agreement. It's exciting. It's nerve wracking. There are so many emotions that go into that phase, right? It's this extreme excitement. And then it sets in like, oh man, I wrote that check and we've all written that check and it is scary. But what can they expect from there? I know it's going to vary from each brand, but talk to us a little bit about initial steps that franchisees may take after signing. Sure. So um, the brands that I work with primarily have the same process, mostly because I helped create it. Uh, So I just (laughs) moved what I was using from one location over to another. But as soon as you sign that franchise agreement and it's signed by the corporate as well, um, someone from the brand should be reaching out to you with next steps. So you should expect to receive an email from them from good brand within a couple of days of that signing. Uh, From there, you also should expect to receive some login information. So you're going to have different systems and they should be getting you access to those systems. You should also be getting a brand email so that you can begin communicating that way. And then you should also be prepared to receive dates for training. Hopefully this is something that's already been talked about. You understand that it's coming up. A lot of people attend what's called a confirmation day or a discovery day where they get to hear from the brand. They get to hear about the onboarding process. I think that's really important for them to hear about, uh, but you need to be prepared to get those dates. So for Everline, we have trainings that we do once a week, they're virtual. And then we have a week-long in-person training at the end of the onboarding process. And based on the brand, the virtual training time length kind of differs. We do one to two hours every week, and then that goes on for 13 weeks. Um, We found that there's so much information that we need to unpack, including you know, your normal admin tasks, but also getting into the nitty gritty of getting you trained on systems and getting you trained on the actual equipment and what it is you need to be looking for, getting set up, all of those sorts of things. We found that 13 weeks is really kind of the sweet spot for us. So 13 weeks of onboarding, then you come for a week of in-person training. After that, you should also um, be prepared to have startup costs that come your way. I That's the part that everybody kind of hates. <laughs> but you're going to have, you know, you've just paid all of those territory fees. 
you're also probably going to get some stuff from the brand. Um, there's, you know, your your startup costs, there's tech fees, all the different things. All brands have different fees that they charge in the very beginning, but be prepared for those. And already have had that conversation for some reason funding is going to be delayed. If there's an issue going on, make sure that you're communicating that with the brand as well so that when you start the onboarding process, there's no surprises. Well, that's that's a lot of information and all very factual. I've lived it and, and I wish I would have heard this conversation before the first time. But um, yeah, it all comes around to support in a process and systems. So when you're going through that, that process of support, how do you set expectations with people that it's ultimately not an ATM in the backyard? It still takes guidance and leadership. Ultimately, the, a business doesn't take uh, a semi-passive business, doesn't take 40 hours a week, but, but it still does take some. What do you think is a reasonable expectation for a franchisee to get support from them? And what does it look like from both sides of the table? Yeah, absolutely. That's a great question. So, um, Obviously, we're here as, as corporate to train you. Again, it goes back to your success is our success, and we want to make sure that we're both successful in this endeavor. So we're here to train you, and we train you specifically to understand our processes, to use our equipment, to use our technology, those sorts of things. But at the end of the day, the, the knowledge that we are imparting, it's still on you to learn it. And if you need additional help with that, it's also on you to reach out. I try to always be on the lookout for people who I feel like could use a little bit of remedial training or a little bit of remedial learning just to kind of help ease that conversation because that can be a difficult one to have. Uh, but we understand not everybody learns the same way. Not everybody learns at the same pace. So, But it's still on you at the end of the day to make sure that you're successful by reaching out if you need extra help. And then there's a lot of setup when starting a business. So a good onboarding program will help you recognize those steps and kind of help walk you through it. But at the end of the day, again, it's on you to be able to set up your business. You have to be the one to file that LLC or you're incorporated. You have to be the one to set up your DBA. You have to be the one to research your market for what you're going to pay your employees and all sorts of things. A good onboarding program is going to say, hey, these are things that you need to do. But at the end of the day, you have to be the one to go and do them. It's really important to pay attention to those sorts of things. And then one of my biggest pet peeves in franchising is read your franchise agreement. Like that is everything that you signed for. It tells you exactly what you're going to be held accountable for. And I'm amazed at the number of franchise owners that have no idea because they never read it. It is a very long document. I think it's like 80 something pages. Um, but just read through it briefly and make sure that you understand exactly what it is that you're going to be held accountable for. And it also tells you what the franchisor is held accountable for. So it's a two-way street there. That's really good advice. Um, I We have not had anyone talk about that on a podcast except franchise attorneys. And all of our clients, we give them documents of this is what an FDD is. Here's the history of it. Here's the history of franchise agreements. We ask them, you know, have you done an FDD review with the brand director? Have you read the document? We offer, you know, multiple options of franchise attorneys to have review the agreement. Like it is so important, whether you decide to take an attorney or not, that you actually read that document and you understand it. And I like that you acknowledge it's a two-way street. So you talked a lot about, you know, what somebody can expect on the front end as they go through, you know, training and have support. And kind of my analogy always is 
I don't want people walking into franchising thinking that it's going to be as simple as putting money in the market and talking to a financial advisor once a month or getting a rental property and having a property management company manage it. Semi-absentee does not mean absentee. You have to put in work. Absolutely. Other than the onboarding part, the initial training, what other resources are available to franchisees from an ongoing standpoint, not only from corporate, but other resources that they may have? What's the other value there? So I love that question, Brittany, because I feel like even after you get open, there is such a heavy need for support, especially in that first year. So um, I'll talk about corporate and then I'll kind of branch out from there. So on the corporate side, Uh, What we have is something called an FBC or a field business consultant, and they are by region and they're the people that you're going to turn to after your opening day. So they come out for your opening day. They're there to assist. They're there to make sure everything runs smoothly. If any questions arise, they're there to answer those. They're not there to do the job for you. You should already have employees and things set up, but they are there to make sure that everything just goes as smoothly as possible. After your opening day, you're still going to be needing a lot of support. Um, So in the meantime, the field business consultants are also there to answer any questions that you have. For Everline, they actually meet with everyone monthly um, in multiple aspects, and they make sure that everything is going smoothly. They also can walk you through different systems. They can help you with large proposals, uh, all of those sorts of things. So you want to be friends with your field business consultant because they are going to be someone that you rely heavily on within that first year. Outside of corporate, there are several other ways for you to get support. Uh, One of the big things I love about franchising is the franchisees are a huge amount of support to each other. So we use a system, a chat system internally. And a lot of times before anyone can, even from my team, can get on and answer a question, another franchisee is already on there answering a question for someone who's new. So franchisees who have experience, who are open and operational and have been doing this for a while are a huge, huge help within the franchise world. Um, and they can offer a lot of solutions and a lot of a lot of um, additional support. On top of that, we also have franchise advisory councils. So typically, if it's a brand new franchise um, and the franchisor is just getting started, you might not see that right away, but they should get that up and running within six months to a year. So typically, once they get franchisees in, they'll start setting up their franchise advisory councils. And that's another great support for you to be able to go to. And then lastly, I would say national conference. Um, The very first national conference that you attend, we get a lot of a lot of negative feedback on the fact that they are required to attend. It's in your franchise agreement. So make sure you read that. Uh, We get a lot of comments on, you know, this is expensive or whatever. And we understand that if we didn't think the value was there for what it is and what it offers, we wouldn't require people to go. But we believe so strongly that there is so much value in this, not just networking, but the the guest speakers and those sorts of things. So we actually just had our very first one for the US side of Everline um, back in January. And the feedback that we've received from that has been phenomenal. Um, A lot of people really enjoyed the networking. They they started to see the value. They found the value that we had talked about. And everybody's super excited about the one for next year. So I think national conference is also something else that can be a a huge support. I'd love this conversation so much because it's all around supporting the individual franchisees. It's daunting to go and open up a business. But when you have uh, someone 
with your level of expertise and a team behind the scenes that's helping you with support, with training, with systems, with networking, with collaboration, with vendors, with conferences, all of these things lead together and help steer the ship and guide individuals to success. It's, it's exhilarating. It's fun. Thank you for doing Absolutely. what you do. So all of this, so you've worked with so many different franchisees, individuals, you have a, a tenured career, you're educated, uh, you're well-to-do in your community, all around a wonderful person. What's some of the best advice that you've ever received? So that is a really good question. Um, and I'm going to say a quote, and I have no idea who said it, but and it's definitely a sports metaphor, but I think it works so well for franchising. And the quote is, my responsibility is getting all my players playing for the name on the front of the jersey and not the one on the back. And I've always viewed onboarding and my job as the VP of corporate operations to get everybody into that mindset of we. We are a brand and getting everybody focused on moving forward in that brand. It's not you against us. It's not us against you. Everything that we do has to has to propel the brand forward. Um, and so within franchising, I think that's one of the, the best pieces of advice that I've ever gotten. That's really good advice. Yeah. I mean, everybody's working towards the same common goal. And I think if you decide to be in franchising in any way, shape or form, you've got to be focused on that, that brand on the front of the Jersey. So you fell into franchising by accident. You told your story you started working for Smash. It wasn't a franchise. It became a franchise. You got sucked in. What is your personal compelling reason for sticking with it and, and building a career in franchising? So I love helping people achieve their dreams of owning a business. Um, that's the American dream, right? Like from the beginning, it's the freedom and the ability to uh, be the absolute best that you can be. And owning a business does so much for so many people. And I love watching someone start from scratch and getting to be a part of helping them build their empire. And if you put enough work into your franchise, they can become empires. Uh, and I love being able to be a part of that process. I get to help people from all walks of life. And I get to help a lot of people who've never owned a business and have saved everything that they have to be able to do this. And it always feels like such an honor that they chose to be a part of whatever brand it is that I'm working for. And I never take that lightly. Um, so just that thrill of being able to watch someone come in from the very beginning when they know nothing and they're terrified and they're scared. And, um, you know, but at the same time, they're excited and they have all these nerves and, uh, you know, so many thoughts bouncing around in their head. And to be able to be the calm that brings them back to being kind of centered and focused on what it is that they need to accomplish and breaking that whole process down into a week by week process and taking them through each step individually. And they see, okay, this is building, like this is building on itself. And then watching them get opened and watching their, their financials start to rise and watching them become successful and seeing them take off and then seeing them, offering advice to other franchisees. Like it's this whole life cycle. And I love being able to be a part of that. 
I like that you said it's not something that you take lightly. You know, we really, at the end of the day, and Jamie and I were just chatting earlier today, and I was talking about that piece of it, that we really genuinely care about putting good people into good businesses. So it's great to know that as we place people in the Everline system, that one of the leaders on the team really cares about the people we put in a business. Well, it is so great to see you, and I know we both really appreciate your time today. So thank you so much for joining us and sharing your story and giving some great pieces of nuggets today of advice with our listeners. Absolutely. This is my privilege. Thanks, Gretchen. Thank you, guys. So if you'd like to learn more about franchising and diversifying your portfolio through franchising, email us at info at franpathconsulting.com. Follow the FranPath Consulting Podcast on Apple or Spotify. Please rate and review us five stars. You can also follow us on Instagram at FranPath, Facebook and LinkedIn at FranPath Consulting. Or go to our website, franpathconsulting.com, to take your free business assessment. Mm-hmm.